I said, let's, I go, let's do it for the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. We're going to welcome everybody out this morning to Little Word Christian Center. If you're here for your first time, we love you. Welcome to the family. Come on, somebody. We love you guys. Afterwards, we have a corner. We'd love to connect with you. We, have, we want to pray with you. Whatever we can do for you, let us know. We have some stuff for you back here, some information. If you have your Bible, show me really quick if you can to Matthew. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. When you have it, say amen. Matthew 28, verse 1 says these words. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stones from the door and set on His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him, and became like dead men. But the angels answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I am that seeks Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said to come, see the place where the Lord and go quickly, listen closely, here it is, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed he is going before into Galilee, there you will see him, behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples a word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. This morning, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. Give us a revelation of the word, God, that we would just open our hearts, Father God, that we would lay down every hurt and every pain throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, oh God, and we will pick up your joy, your peace, your strength, repentance, oh God, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. 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 We know that it's resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, Friday was Good Friday, Saturday was Shabbat, and today is uh, today. Is resurrection Sunday. There is something about a resurrection that can change your life. I'm talking about here is, is Jesus, but to have a resurrection, you must have a crucifixion. He went through some stuff. He went through a beating. He was, the Bible says that he was whipped. The Bible says that, that, that he ripped off his clothing. The Bible says that, that all this stuff happened to him because God was about to do something great. There was a, a breakthrough that was going to take place, a, a resurrection that was going to happen. Hope was going to be restored back to the hopeless. Come on, somebody. That's the God that we serve. And a lot of times we don't understand why we go through things. But sometimes you're going through stuff because you're about to resurrect. You're going through some stuff because you're about to get back up. You're going through some pain just for now. The Bible says I'm perplexed on every side. I'm not crushed down. Sometimes we go through things and it don't make sense. Jesus is telling us, look at I went through some stuff. I went through some pain. I went through some agony. But I, 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 I'm standing still. I'm resurrected. And I'm doing great things for God. And that's the God that we serve. And so it's I'm telling you, it's a simple gospel. It's a simple gospel. But sometimes we want to get so caught up in the Greek, the Hebrew, the Arabic, and all of this race, which is great. But sometimes we're looking at the word like, huh? Can I really do that? Can I really change my life? Can I really have hope again? Can I really have a better marriage? Can I, can I, can God restore this? And we question a lot of things because sometimes 
and we get so caught up in the legalistic things that we forget that God's a God of mercy. God's a God of grace. God's a God that restores. God's a God that heals. He's a God that reconciliates. That's the That's the God that I serve. See, church, I want you to see something here this morning if you can. It says in verse 1, it says, Now after Sabbath, as the first day of the week, began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. Now, you see the little skit that we have here? It was the picture of everything that was taking place in the Bible here in the book of Matthew. There was, the Bible says these women came, they arrived at the tomb to bring some spices. Now listen closely. They arrived just in time for an earthquake. An earthquake. earthquake. An earthquake. And when they, when they came, the Bible says, as they came to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. A shaking. Someone say shaking. A shaking going on. It says, it goes on, it says this, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Wow. Wow. Now listen close to the Bible says that the angel was sitting on the tomb. Or sitting, excuse me, sitting on the stone. I love this part. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Now I need you to understand, him sitting on that stone is a sign of victory. We overcame the tomb. Come on, somebody. We overcame death. He said, death doesn't have a hold on Jesus. Death doesn't have a hold on him no more. And that's a demonstration of showing us that Jesus is alive. He said, come on, we have victory in Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. Imagine that. And everybody got weird. The, the soldiers were like, they thought, they said, they look like death. I've never looked like that before. You know what you're talking about? You were up all night. Your eyes, your pupil looked like this. Your skin was like white as snow. And you had all cotton out. It looked like that. That's what it's when they see the angel right now. Now that, that was a, 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 it was a physical death they felt. The women had a fear, an emotional fear. He told them, don't be afraid. Because fear would try to grasp you. Now the thing that fear does, fear disables you. Fear handicaps you. It keeps you from moving. And you don't want to do it no more. You see those movies when something happens and they're like, and they're falling down and falling down. That's real. He gets scared enough, all the color will fall off you. And, and she was afraid, and, and uh, they got stuck, and they were just stuck right there in fear. Spirit has a way of disabling us in our faith, in our walk with God, in our trust with God. We, we, we get caught up in all the pain and hurt. We get caught up with all the things that are taking place, and sometimes we forget that he's no longer in the tomb. We forget the miracle that took place. We forget the resurrecting God that we serve. He beat death. Come on, somebody. He beat death. Now, when he died, I love this picture because when he died, he went down to hell. Now, he went down to hell. The devil's thinking, I won. I beat him. I got this. That's the way I roll, the devil says. I got this. And uh, the, the, Jesus looks at the devil and slaps him. 
The Bible says he takes the keys of life and death from him. He says, you got me what? You didn't win. You ain't got nothing on me. It's just the way you and I, the devil thought you were out. The devil thought he took you out. The devil thought you'd never get back up. The devil thought you'd never change your life. He thought you were a single person. The God said, no, there is hope. There is hope. There's a second chance. There's a God that cares. He died so you and I can have life. He died so we can have salvation. He died so we can have deliverance. He died so we can come to him. And that's the beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture, church. I want you to know today that never wants to stay stuck in your hurt and in your pain. Wants to stay stuck in your misery. But God is saying, you know what? I died to give you hope. I died to give you hope. So say hope. Hope, church. Amen. See, when, the, when these women came, church, the Bible talks about that the tomb was empty. In verse 6, it goes on and it says these words. It says, and he is from here, for he is risen. And he said, come, see the place where the Lord made Now, I love this picture because he's no longer there. The women had come in unbelief. Listen to this closely. They came in unbelief. They didn't come believing he was going to be gone. They came believing he was still there. Hmm. They expected to find a body. They expected to go and get his body and take it and go take it somewhere. But they found the tomb was empty. This is the picture I want you to catch. The tomb was empty. Hmm. Consider their confusion, guys. I want you to see the confusion on their faces. When they get there, that's why they're all froze. It's an angel. They look at the tomb, and guess what ran through their mind? What ran through their mind was this My God, everything he said then is going to come true. So if he's no longer in the tomb, then what he said is going to come true. Everything that Jesus preached, everything that Jesus said, everything that he was ministering to the disciples, to the Pharisees, to everyone else was telling them, okay, it's going to come true. But no one believed him. He told them that everything was going to be torn down, and in three days when he raised, but he was talking about himself. So church, when they came, and they seen hard. They came on, they seen that the tomb was empty. They begin to think about everything that God says. So I tell you this morning, some of you God has spoken to you when you were younger and you didn't listen. You know who you are. And you went through some stuff, and now that you're older, and now that you have kids, you're thinking, oh my God, it was true. I shouldn't be here. I should not touch that fire. I should not touch that stone. I should not hang out with those guys. I should not hang out with those girls. I shouldn't have been at that party. I shouldn't have did that. But now you have your kids and now you're thinking, oh man. You start thinking about them. Let me know what I'm talking about. You start thinking about them and you're becoming real to you. Becoming real to you. I got kids, they got three kids. They got an eight-year-old, they got a fifth-year-old, they got a ten-year-old. I'm like, wow, it's becoming real to me. Because at their age, I was all messed up. At that age, I was, I was lost. I was bound. At that age, I was, I was doing drugs, getting, getting, getting incarcerated. And, and, and all of a 
of a sudden, one day, I met this man named Jesus. Come on, that resurrected. Oh, man, man, Jesus. 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 said, Lord, if you will, get me out of this. And all of a sudden, he shows up, gets me out, brings me free. And Jesus Christ has been the Lord of my life for the last 26 years. That's the power of the resurrecting Jesus. He gives hope to the hopeless. He gives hope. To fathers and mothers. That you don't have to, that your kids don't have to go through the same thing. That the ones you love don't have to have to experience the same thing. But we have to come to a place where we say, okay, God, the tomb needs to become real to me. The resurrection needs to become real to me. Yeah. Amen. Everybody with me so far? It goes on and it says this. Oh, I, want, I want to say this really quick. And verse 7 he says, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen. He's giving them a command to go. See, the importance of the resurrection is to go share the good news. The importance of the resurrection is to share what happened. So I want you to go and tell the disciples, the one that went cussing, the ones that didn't show up, because this is what say, when Jesus was on that cross, there's three types of people. Three type of people. Want to hear them? Okay, I'm going to hear them anyways. Here we go. There's the ones that would just take off and just betray and leave. That was Judas. There were the ones like Peter. Peter and all the other ones would run and hide. All those other ones ran and hide. There was the other one, John the Beloved. He stood there right there. And the, and the, and the, and Jesus, when he was on the cross, with Mary and his mother, and Matthew, Jesus right there on the cross. John's like, I'm here. I love you. Because sometimes, regardless of what you go through, you're going to stay next to the cross. Regardless of what happens in your life, you're not going to run no more. And God's got to get a run around you. Somebody just needs to run you so much. You got to run your shoes on right now. You can't wait to run to whatever you're going to do after this. Oh, it's Easter. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to have to wait. Because right now, God wants to take those running shoes off. God will be on this right there. And he's seen everything that's taking place. So important, church, that you and I understand that the resurrection, that the tomb, and all those great things, they are sharing the good news. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we'll come back to that. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, very powerful scripture here. Starting with verse 17. First Corinthians 15, 17. It says, And if Christ is not risen, see, he's showing us if he had never risen. If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. That is useless. If Jesus would have never got up, our faith would have been useless. You are still in your sins. Wow. He's saying you're not saved, you're not sanctified. You're not set free. You're stuck in your misery. You're stuck in your hopelessness. He said, because if Jesus never resurrected, you're it's useless. Wow. That's in the word. That's just clean cut in the word of God. And it goes on and says these words. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. So he's saying those who, 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 who serve God, who give their life to God, who already passed away, it was useless. They died in uselessness. They're perished and they died for nothing. They died in their faith for nothing. Wow. Look at, look at verse 19. 
And in this life, only we have hope in Christ. We are all men the most pitied. Wow. If he would have just been Christ and never did what he did, his exploits, pity on us. Pity on us. Isn't that sad? That some people see it like that. That some people just see Jesus as just a mere prophet. It didn't really happen. It really didn't take place. Your faith is no good. I'm telling you right now, my faith is good. I'm telling you, he did resurrect. He did change. Because if it didn't happen, I want to be here today. If it didn't happen, you want to be here today. If Jesus didn't resurrect, we wouldn't have our families, our children. We'll be all in the We'll be worse. But because he has, he given us hope. He says, take that message of hope that Jesus died and not resurrected for us. Amen. I want to look those things. It's funny how uh, well how we do a demonstrate aids to resurrection. And when I look at the aids, I tell them, why, you know what? When I cracked up the aid the other day, I told like two days ago, and I ate the candy and go, oh, that's the reason why. Because why? It's because you got a, the tube opened up and you get the gift in it. You can't, you can't, you can't just eat the plastic aid, you gotta pop it open. You gotta roll it away. The gift is inside. I'm not talking as Jesus is a revelation over, over, a, over a candy cane. I said, like, wow. So every time you see those eggs and you open them up, oh, Jesus came out of that tomb. And that be a gift of salvation. Hallelujah. Don't you dare leave this place today without the gift of salvation. Without the gift of restoration. Don't open your this place without opening the gift that God's given you. About these actions in your life. There's a gift of vision. There's a gift of purpose. Some of you God has a great past for you. Some of you God's not done with it. God wants to use you to preach the gospel. Some of you God wants to use you to teach the gospel. Some of you God wants to use you in the ministry to create things in your life. Because our vision is to reach the lost and the To teach them the word of God. To mend their families' pains and hurts and to send the gospel throughout the world. Amen. And the Bible says, How can a man, how can they hear the gospel unless a man is sent? God wants to use some of the great things. And I believe this resurrection Sunday, God is resurrecting back purpose, back hope, back fire, back calling. Amen. Back to us, the God that we serve. I'm telling you today. If there was no resurrection, there would be no hope. If there was no resurrection, there would be no salvation. But how many know there is? Come on, somebody, somebody celebrate with me. There is a resurrection. There is a resurrection. he goes on, he says his words in verse 7. He says, And go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead. Indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. Then you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Look at verse 8. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring disciples' word. Now this is this is what I love. And when they're talking about the fear here, they're talking about the reverence of God. There was an end point but the reverence with my God. He did say what he was going to do and he did it. 
they left that place with great joy, with great excitement, with a great respect, with a great reverence. God, you keep your word. Church, we understand God keeps his word. If God spoke something over your mind, he's going to keep that word. If God promised you something, he's going to keep that word. If something was prophesied on you, God's going to keep his word. It's ours. It's ours. It's his mind. It's my word. It's my salvation. It's my deliverance. It's my breakthrough. you got to make it personal today. Make it personal today. Make it personal this morning. God wants to do something tremendous within our hearts, within our lives. The Bible goes on in verse 9, it says these words. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came, I love this part, so they came, held him by the feet, and worshiped him. Wow. He came to his land, that means all over again. Rejoice. The tomb has rolled away. The hardest part so far is gone. I, I, I got crucified. I went, I went through it. I got beaten. I was spit on. I was mocked. And you know today, it happens today anyway. Everywhere around the world it happens. People mocking Jesus. People talking bad about him. People saying it ain't real. It's fake. It's a cult. It's this. It's that. I don't know about you, man. I don't know about you, but my God is real. I see the real God. I see the real God. I see the God. I got saved. I'll never forget it. I got saved in 1993. I'll never forget this. I got saved. When I got saved, my God, everything changed. The clouds look real. The trees look real. The birds sounded good. I'm church, 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 what's that? All the lizards were coming out all over the place. Animals wanted to be around me now before I would kill every animal. Now I look at the bugs, the baby bugs. Everything looked beautiful. My eyes were opened up. I, I, I tried I tried I tried to get uh loaded one day and it was like boom and then it didn't hit me. I felt weird, I felt ugh. I walked away so I can't do this no more. God you did something in my life. I can't turn back to that. Never turn back, never turn back to that. Now that's why we make some shirts called ex troublemaker. Because you know you were a troublemaker. And all that was, all that one degrees. We won't go on to that, amen, because it's Easter Sunday. Let's go, I'll be happy. Amen. I forgot that, church. Look at, look at verse 10, verse 10. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Look at this. Is, you see what he's, he's taking away their fear, the natural man's fear. Also, we, 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 we fear things we don't know. And so he, he, he's attacking that fear that disables us. That fear that gets us stuck. That fear that keeps us from going forward. That fear that, that, that makes us run away because we don't understand what's going on. He attacks fear again, church. He says, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there will you see. He says, go tell them where I'm going to be because I want to see them. I want to minister to them. I'm telling you right now, you're in the place where God wants you to be. Come on, so you're in the place where God wants you to be. I'm at the place where I can meet Jesus. I'm at the place where God can make change in my life. I'm at the place in my life that I'm not going to be afraid no more. I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm not going to run no more. But I'm going to let myself be the man of God God called me to be. I'm going to let myself be the man of God God called me to be. 
some hurts, you've been through some addictions, you've been through some pain, you've been through some disappointments in your life. But God said, I will restore the years of the canker worm. I will restore what the enemy tried to destroy in your life. Come on, somebody. I will restore the lost things in your life. God wants to restore back hope. He wants to restore back that man hope to God. He wants to restore back his life and the ability to trust me. The ability to lean on him again. He's saying, look at the stone has been rolled away. I've resurrected for you. Come on, I died for you. I died for you. Are you willing to accept me as your Lord and Savior? Are you willing to accept me that I'll bring peace and change to your life? Are you willing to accept me to give you your calling, your purpose? Are you willing to accept me to finish what I've started? Come on, somebody. That's the options. Jesus, he loves us. He loves us. As a worship team makes your way up here. Jesus, he loves you. He loves you. He loves us. He loves your children. He loves your life. He loves your friends. He even loves your enemies. He loves everyone. The Bible says that he's not slow to keep his promise, but he's patient and no man will perish. And no man will perish. Someone said that the reason why we have tomorrow is because we didn't get it right today. And some of us have been living on tomorrow for too long. And you know who you are. It's time to get it right today. Come on, it's time to get this right today. Don't worry about nobody else. Just worry about yourself. Hallelujah. 
Come on, come on, come on. Have some more with them. They're coming, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's a simple gospel, church. Jesus loves us. Jesus died for us. And God share it with others.
Señor.